just the stats. Reggie Johnson, Eugene Morton, and today we got a special guest here. We got Kenny the Sports Guy from the Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. Kenny, how's it going? Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, thank you for inviting me on the show today. No, no problem at all here, my friend. Usually got my guy Eugene here. He's out today, so we're going to talk some sports here with a New York sports guy, um, which we don't get a lot of chance to talk New York sports on this show. So before we get into like what your teams are and everything like that, how did you come across or come by doing a, a sports podcast? So I started Kenny the Sports Guy in May of 2020, where everything was really uncertain now due to the um, pandemic. Right. So right. I was actually out of the job one day because of the pandemic. And I decided one day, hey, um, I think there will be the perfect opportunity to create my own podcast because I'm very, I'm very vocal in sports. So in my podcast, I talk about WWE, AEW, NFL, the NBA, Formula One, Major League Baseball. Covering so, a lot, especially with that Formula yeah, One action. You don't see yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, I'm trying to tap into the market with that because I think a lot of a lot of Americans actually like F1. Mm-hmm. I know a lot. <clears throat> I know a lot of Europeans out there that actually love the sport. So yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to get more content into F1. So, anyways, um, I started in 2020 and I've been launching ever since. And the next episode is actually going to be my 100th episode. Oh, nice! Congratulations yeah. on that. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I've been like, you know, just doing this nonstop and I really like it so far. And apparently I'm being branded as a legit podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Now, when you has there been any ups and downs, things that you didn't anticipate kind of like getting into it? I know that I've been podcasting for about the same amount of time, maybe a couple of years. I started my sports podcast a year earlier than that. And I started my other podcast. Uh, in 2018. So I know that there's ups and downs kind of in the industry. Uh, how has that been for you? Well, there, there's been plenty of highs, plenty of lows, but I think uh, with me is whenever I give my opinion, especially during when I talk about wrestling, because wrestling is like, uh, how should I say this? The debates there are very interesting to say the least. It's like a bloodbath. <laughs> So if you're not, if you don't agree with a certain opinion, you disagree with it, then you get like absolutely blasted for it. So wow. let's say, yeah, it's like, for example, I don't know if you watch um, wrestling, you're a big, you're a huge wrestling fan. I have a friend of mine who who is, I don't watch it as much as I used to. Like I used to be a big fan and I have a, a friend of mine who's a really big fan. Yeah. So uh, I'm a huge WWE fan of AEW, but lately I've been watching a lot of AEW more than WWE. So when Why is I, that? because I think the action for it is is way better than WWE's. The wrestling is just pure. Whenever mm, I used to I watch um, WWE, I used to think in the back of my mind, this whole thing is choreographed, like which I understand, <laughs> which is right. like obviously that's the that's how it is. That's the knock in general, right? Yeah, it's the, not in general, like sure. so. Well, I started watching AEW maybe since since inception, and I feel like it's actually a better product wrestling wise than WWE. I feel like WWE right now is more focused on the entertainment side. I mean, mm-hmm. no, don't get me wrong; it's actually like there are a lot of potential great wrestlers in WWE, but 
I'm just not liking the structure of it. While AEW, it just focuses on wrestling. And basically, that's all I needed to see. Okay. So going into your uh, talking to New York teams now, did you grow up in New York, Kenny? Are you yes. from New York? Yes. I grew up in the Bronx, New York, actually. South Bronx. Okay. So I noticed that you're a Jets fan and not a Giants fan. How, what, what's up with that? Or is that kind of just how it is in New York? You're either kind of one or the other, kind of like the Mets and the Yankees, you know? Yeah, it's actually a very interesting story. So um, growing up, I actually was a St. Louis Rams fan. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so maybe from a, from the age of 10 to 15, I was a Rams fan, and then when the Jets started doing good in the early like two thousand, the early um, twenty tens, yeah, I was that was that Mark Sanchez the the QB yeah. there? Yeah, when he okay. got drafted in 09, I started to you know become a fan of him and the Jets. So when they went to the uh, AFC title game, you know, in those back to back years, I started to become a Jets fan and. Sometimes I feel like that was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, who no. knows? I went for the Rams to the Jets, but honestly, I love the Jets. I think they're going to do exceptionally well this season. Okay. Um, MetLife Stadium, I've been to many times. I used to work for the Jets, like uh, for the 2018 season. And let's just say MetLife Stadium is very, very interesting. It's very uninspired. <laughs> Y'all share that with the Giants, right? Yeah, so we share a state. They share a stadium with the Giants, and everything's so customizable. So if you see like a po- a lamp outside MetLife Stadium, chances are they might put like a a banner on top of it, either Jets or Giants. Okay, depending on who's playing. Yeah, yeah, playing at at that time. I heard Atlanta yeah. has a really nice stadium too. Uh, Mercedes Benz. I heard. Yeah, it it's pretty new. It's pretty new state. We've had it here for maybe like three, four years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very new, very new venue. And uh, we don't I, I've never known what it's like, kind of like to share stuff like that, because, you know, that's what the Rams are doing with the Chargers out, yep. out west. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that I, I've always wondered how team fan bases like kind of navigated that. You know what I mean? Like you're all yeah. going to the same place, um, but you could two completely different fan bases. Now, I want to cue on something that you just said, and I guess we'll go right into our NFL discussion here then, Kenny, mm-hmm. because you said the Jets were primed for a good year this year. Now, what are you seeing there that other people may not be seeing or what the Jets got going this year? Well, I said this before on my Twitter account. It's Kenny the Sports, Kenny underscore sports, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I I would have to say that the Jets would win 11 games this season. Oh, yeah. Kenny, 11 games yeah. for the Jets. How many but, games but, did y'all win last season, Kenny? I think we won like four. <laughs> <laughs> That's significant. But, 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 Listen, but, I'm an Atlanta fan. We won five or six. or well, We won seven, I think. So we're not exactly way better. Don't, don't get me wrong down mm-hmm. here. Yeah, but based on the Zach Wilson injury, uh, injury it might not happen because uh, – we have Joe Flacco as our QB, mm-hmm. uh, Mike White, who actually was good for only one game. Yeah, and I was going to say, had, he had flashes, man, or a yeah. flash, I should say. Yeah, and he kind of ruined it by talking, saying that, oh, I should have been the number one overall pick, and he got absolutely destroyed the next game. <laughs> yeah, so I think he needs to learn to keep his mouth shut, too, and just play the game. But 
overall, I think I, I have the Jets winning eleven games. I, I'm not. I'm not joking either. Eleven it's, and yeah. six, Kenny, yeah. for the Jets. Yep. Now, now I work with a Jets fan, and he's from New York, and I don't even know if he said eleven and six. He might have said ten and seven, though. He he's not very far off. I mean, at this time of the year, hope springs eternal. This time of the year, Kenny. You know, look, what, but look, you know, besides if, Zach, you must love Zach Wilson here. Yeah, but if you really look at the schedule, like if you really look at it, there is at least six or seven winnable games on the schedule. Okay. Like they can easily beat the Vikings, the Bears. Uh, the Jaguars, the, you know, those teams, those teams that are struggling right now. And you got to take advantage of those, that those opponents, because they're either in the midst of rebuilding or just, they just not very good. So are we going to beat the Packers on the schedule? Absolutely not. Are we going to beat the Bills on the schedule? Absolutely not. We can beat the Dolphins. We can beat the Vikings. And I just look at the schedule and saying to myself, Wow, there there are winnable games on the schedule. So, what gives you so much faith that the that you will win these games? Looking at the Jags, Vikings, Bears, Dolphins. So, I'm just gonna go based on just those four real quick because I don't have the schedule right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just gonna go on the four that you just said there, Kenny. Um, I I see those as winnable games because those are teams that kind of can be in flux. Like you can see Kirk Cousins losing games, just like you can see him winning games. Uh, the Bears don't – I don't know if they have the Justin Fields situation exactly figured out yet in Chicago, so I could see that being a winnable game. Um, but another thing, though, on the other side, I could see these all being losable games as well because they do all have uh, – Trevor Lawrence could be coming on this year. Kirk Cousins is, can win a game just like he can lose it. Yeah. Um, the Bears, I don't really know what they are, so I'm going to kind of hold out on them because I don't know what Justin Fields is. And two, with the Dolphins, is is manageable. He has He's got a winning record with them. Mm-hmm. What makes you think these t- games are just uh super win super winnable? I guess I should say because they they you can win them, but I can see you losing them also. So I'll give you an example for the you know September 18th. The Jets travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. Okay. So there probably is, be Jacoby Brissett more than likely. Yeah. I don't think more than likely uh, he's gonna he's gonna be starting because Deshaun Watson and the NFL they want a year long suspension. Right. He's going to at least get six games for sure. So he won't be there in September. Exactly. So I I truly believe that's actually a winnable game. No knock of Jacoby Brissett, but he's not really an elite quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that could actually be a winnable game for me. See, they face the Bengals the next week. Uh, I mean, the Bengals are AFC champions, so you can't really ride them out. So I can see the Jets losing that game. The Steelers on October 2nd. Who who's gonna be the quarterback for the Steelers? Is that at the Steelers or that at yeah uh, at Pittsburgh, New York at Pittsburgh? Ooh, it's a lot, it's a lot more uphill. At yeah, Pittsburgh. so I don't know if they're gonna be. You know, I don't know who the quarterback is. So I'm assuming based on reports that I have read, is it is either gonna be Kenny Pickett or um, Mitch Trubisky. So that's not really you know Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but. I could see the Jets, you know, winning that game. And after that, they face the Dolphins. The Dolphins are probably going to steal one game from us. You guys are division? Is that division for you guys? So y'all can split. Division is always splittable, in my opinion. No matter what the records are, you can split division a lot of times. Then October 16th, we face the Packers. We're not beating the Packers. so Is that at Packers? Yeah, it's at Lambeau. So we're not beating them. (laughs) 
So after that, we faced the Broncos. I don't know about the Broncos. I mean, they have Russell Wilson, so they might be good as advertised. So I think we might lose that game as well. Then we got the 30th, October 30th, they faced the Patriots. I could see them winning that game as well. And then after that week, we faced the Bills. We're not beating the Bills at all this year, so two our losses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Buffalo yeah, right funny. now is like a powerhouse right now. And right. then they, they faced the Patriots on November 20th. Uh, I think they're going to lose at Foxborough. The November 27th game against the Bears is going to be at home. I see them winning that game. December 4th, 2022 is going to be at uh, Vikings. I, ju- I just do not trust Kirk Cousins. I think uh, wow, he's going no to be trust, at, huh? No trust to him. I just feel like he's getting he's robbing the Vikings out of his contract. So So let's talk, let's talk about let's stay there for a second, Kitty. Now I noticed because Kirk Cousins, his numbers are always better, in my opinion, than people give him credit for. Exactly. Now, what what do you think that Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. No. Right now, okay, because good. um because Kirk, Kirk Cousins is destroying him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, because he has more years of experience than him. <laughs> no, I think Zach has a lot to prove this season. Um, I'm not knocking Kirk Cousins, but he just really he doesn't really show up during big games. So you know, people say that a lot too. And you know, the Kirk, when you look at his last year stats, now I'm just gonna give you just the numbers here because that's what we like to do on this show a lot. And that's 4,221 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 103 rating. That'll get you paid almost $200 million mm-hmm. in, in the NFL with numbers like that. Yeah, but, you know, it just I, I just feel like with him, there's something is off about him. I don't know what it is, but whenever he used to play on Monday nights, he, has a, he actually has a losing record on Monday nights, by the way. So... Mm. I just feel like there's something is off for him. I mean, his numbers are great. Like last year, he actually had a really good season. He had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. You know, Matt Ryan almost won MVP in 2016 with numbers very similar. Yeah. To what he has right there. Yeah. Just just from last year. But the problem with him is I just feel like something he just disappears, you know, in big game situations. Like if he Yeah, and that's the knock on him for sure. So if he faces the Packers and this is for the division title, chances are that he might disappear during that time. And right. you know how Aaron Rodgers are is like he could just, you know, kill a team with one one drive. Yeah. And and until Kurt, like I, I like the cape for him a lot, but until he gets over that hump as far as like winning big games, there's only so much caping for him I can do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's a significant knock. And he's got 100 ratings in the last three seasons. You know, he's a great quarterback. He doesn't throw interceptions. He's got 223 touchdowns to only 91 interceptions in his lifetime. It's a great touchdown interception ratio. But the big game is a stat that often doesn't show up in the box score. You know what I mean? So he doesn't tend to win those big games. And until he does, I don't feel like he really deserves you know what, much you know, what, you know what his uh, win-loss record in his career is? What is it? 61 wins, uh, 62 losses, and two ties. Man, that's about as average as you can get, right? Yeah. He's almost like average guy when you look at <laughs> Yeah. And don't forget the so, two ties, too, because um, 
that's this is why I'm not really sold on him. Okay. I think um I think he he could he's good stat wise, but win wise, I just feel like he's not much of a leader. Okay. So it's not is, translating basically. Yeah, it's not translating to wins. Yeah. Okay. Somehow. I get that. Uh, now let's let's talk about the NFL more in general here now. Mm-hmm. Anything that you're looking forward to besides just being a Jets fan and looking forward to your own team? Anything that you're looking to see this season or any surprises so far in preseason? Oh, wow. I would love to see the AFC West this season. Oh, that's going to be a bloodbath. Interesting, right? Very yeah, interesting. Every single, every single team in that division improved. You got the Raiders acquiring uh, Devontae Adams. Right. You got the Broncos acquiring um, Russell Wilson, obviously. Mm-hmm. You got the Chiefs, you know, trading away Tyreek Hill. But you still gotta, the Chiefs, though, right? You, you, you got to respect got, it. You still got Patrick Mahomes on that team. And you got the Chargers acquiring uh, J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. And I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. Great QB. Great QB there. Great young QB. That's that is that's quite. That's quite a division, right? Yeah, it's like it's I think that's I truly, all four teams. All four teams are great, are good teams. Yeah, I truly believe that they have the best division in all football. But I can see that. I, but honestly, I think the Chiefs is is gonna finish it first because they still the Chiefs. <laughs> right, right. I think they deserve that too until somebody knocks them off. You know what I mean? Like you, you deserve it until. Somebody beat you. I can see any of these teams finishing first. That's why this division is so great. Yeah. Um, I do like Derek Carr. I'll probably put them down below. I like all three other quarterbacks, though, ahead of him. Um, but he doesn't suck, though. And they do have Devontae Adams. So now we get a chance to see if it was more Aaron Rodgers or more Devontae Adams here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be interesting. And he's going to a pretty good team. Do you have any pick? Do you have any early Super Bowl, super early? Super Bowl picks. Oof. So in the AFC, I have the Buffalo Bills. Okay, everybody seems to have man. People love the Bills, man. Yeah, People they actually the have Bills a really good team up in Buffalo. And for the NS- NFC, oof, that's actually really a toss-up. But I said this for many, many years. I think it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Somehow, <laughs> no way they're going to make it again. <laughs> Oh, Kenny, they've been letting you down for many, many yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. You know I, got, I, mean? I got to stop choosing them, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh, I, just, I, I, I trust Aaron Rodgers. Like, um, I think this is his year, finally. Uh, as long as he doesn't, you know, run into the 49ers in the postseason, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like whatever the Trey, Trey Lance situation is in, in San Francisco, if, they, if the Trey Lance situation has worked out in San Francisco, that's a win now team if that's worked out. We got to really see what, what the kid, I the kid looks like. I don't know about that. <laughs> a win now team in San Francisco with Trey Lance? Nah. Well, it depends on what he looks like because you got to think about it like this, Kenny. They were an NFC championship game just last year. So if, K, if Trey Lance, he's going to be the big question mark. If he is better than Jimmy, because that's hard to do looking at the stats. I'm a Jimmy G fan. So it's hard to do to be better because Jimmy's got a winning record. He just can't stay on the field, but he's got a winning record. Mm-hmm. So if Trey Lance is better than Jimmy and they were already in the NFC championship game last year, I feel like that's one of the best spots that a rookie QB can go to. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you're a rookie QB, you're going to teams like the Jags dysfunction and no winning. 
But Trey Lance is in a blessed situation with a team that just came out of an NFC championship game, a team that was just in the Super Bowl, what, like two years ago mm-hmm. or so? They were just in the Super Bowl with a, pretty much the same team intact. So I think they have a shot, but the big question mark is going to be Trey Lance because a bad Trey Lance sinks that, sinks those hopes almost by himself. You know what I mean? No, you actually have a really good point there. And I'm glad he actually put that out. Um, I think uh, as long as Trey Lance do well, I think uh, they can make it back to the NFC title game. I mean, have you seen that defense? Right, uh, right. Yeah. Respectable. You actually have a really good point about that. I actually never thought about that because um, – like you said earlier, Jimmy G, you know, he can't stay healthy sometimes. Can't stay I mean, on the field, right. And also, like, um, during that game against the Cowboys last season, you know, in the divisional round, he actually was playing with a, uh, you know, busted shoulder. And, I mean, he got the win here, but I can, I can see why you see the uh, 49ers making it far in the postseason. I can see, though. I can see why. Yeah, and in. And to piggyback off what you said, so let's see. If we go just top heavy on the NFC, the Packers are are knocking every year, right? So you gotta mm-hmm. you have to put the Packers in there because they're knocking on the door every year. Yeah. Um Packers, as long as Tom is in the league, I'm gonna respect Tom. I'm not sure exactly. No, he's in my division and, and I don't want to respect him because he's in my <laughs> division. Um, but I have to. Um, so Tom is respectable. And yeah. if he plays anything like he played last year, they're gonna at least have a shot. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the year. So Packers, Bucks, um, I could see the 49ers. And there was one other team I was thinking, but oh yeah, of course the Rams. Yeah, of course. The Rams. Chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see any of these teams, where it's Rams, Packers, Bucks, 49ers. I could see any of these teams um finishing towards the top. And then Bills Chiefs on the AFC side. Yeah. And Chiefs are just because I respect them and they got to be knocked off. Uh Tyreek Hill situation could come to really hurt them, but I gotta see it. Um, so I'm going to go Bill's Chiefs on that side. Let's move over here to basketball real quick because I want to talk about your Knicks here, Kenny. Please, now, please, please don't. <laughs> as a Knicks fan, Kenny, how what are you making of the dysfunction going on with the Nets? Uh, let's see. I mean, it's it could be worse, but they're not the Knicks. <laughs> so the I don't think they ever will be, right? Like they're nah, they're nah. always going to be redheaded stepchild to the to the yeah, Knicks. Yeah in that city especially but as far as the next drama is going with um kevin durant it's not it's such a simple decision like they should just fire steve nash and um sean marks because clearly they're not getting the job done and you have kevin durant like one of the best players on the planet and arguably one of the best players in the last you know 20 to 30 years he wants to leave brooklyn and they should do everything in their power just to keep this man. Because right now it just seems like they're leaning towards, you know, you know, keeping Steve Nash and Sean Marks over the rent. So I think my guess is I think he stays at Brooklyn Net. I, okay. I don't think he goes to the Celtics. He, he doesn't go to the Sixers. I think he stays for one more year. And then I think with given with the assets that the Nets want, I think next year is the, is the year that he gets traded somewhere else. Okay, so I'm gonna take two different parts of that, Kenny. Because uh, I agree with I I kind of agree with one part and don't agree with the first part. So the the first part of um keeping Kevin Durant and and firing Sean Marks and Steve Nash. So I if I'm an owner, let's say I'm Joe Sy, okay, mm-hmm. I'm an owner. I just bought this team. 
He hasn't owned the team for very long. Yeah. You have paid Durant over $300 million. Then the second part is the, I think 198 ish or so, but mm-hmm. they've already paid him. Like that 198 was already on top of like a 160. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they paid the guy over three hundred million dollars. You got swept last year with that team. Oh yeah, um, that was pitiful. You're getting no return on your investment for this three hundred dollars. You sign this guy to a four year contract, decides he wants to leave now, mm-hmm. and now the guy's pressing you to fire your GM and your coach. If I'm Joe Size, an owner, just on GP. Now, to your point, Kenny, um, this is not a sticking up for Sean Mark, Steve Nash situation. Like both things could happen to me. Like you could get rid of Kevin Durant and still fire them and I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, so there's not, this isn't like a caping for Sean, um, Sean Marks or Steve Nash, because mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done anything to really still stay around. So I, I get that. Oh, no, if they and that happens, to fire them. <laughs> um, that makes perfect sense to me if that was to happen. But what doesn't make sense to me is being an owner and having a player press me to fire somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I just got this team. I got the team just now. I want to prove to other owners that I'm I'm competent. I'm not going to let these guys just push me around. The last thing I want to do is come in, buy a team, and have a guy tell me who to hire and fire um, that I just gave over $300 million to, and, and we just got swept in the playoffs with. Now, Kevin Durant, I really like as a player. I think he's one of the best players. I always enjoy watching his brand of basketball. Um, but at the same time, it hasn't translated to Ws. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for W's. Like you're gonna have to have some W's here, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your thoughts? What is your thoughts on that? Because basically, I would tell Kevin Durant, like, "Yo, you, you can go, but I don't know what we'll get for you, or, and I don't know when that'll be." So he, he might end up staying with them just on GP because other teams can't give them the assets to to actually move him. Yeah, but I don't know if I would keep him after the man has already told me I should who I should hire, who I should fire. How do I bring that back to the locker room and still maintain respect as an owner? Well, here's my theory on that. I think um, how long Kevin Durant has been in the league? It's 07, right? Yeah, he's uh, been in the league quite a bit of time. Yeah, about 15 years or so. So I truly believe that like he thinks that he has some sort of influence around like, you know, whatever he joins the sports team just because mm-hmm. he's been in the league for 15 years. I mean, right. if you look at LeBron, LeBron has been in the, in the league close to 20 years. And right. he's basically playing GM at this point, too, because right. LeBron is also like, you know, you, you know, telling the general manager, hey, get this player. I think he will be beneficial to this team. You know, like Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, which who, by the way, just fell out like. I fell out this season and I think, right. the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers should trade him. So I think that the, uh, I agree with you in that part when you said that um, he's like uh, Durant is bullying or, you know, telling the owner what to do. But you also got to understand that he also has influences as well in the season. I'm not saying it is right. I think it's absolutely terrible that he's doing this and it's not right, but. You got to understand, like, you know, it's all about so, so-called, like, how I say this, like, seniority or something. And, yeah, I can see know, that because he's been in yeah. the league for 15 years. And if you're looking at an owner, you're like, yeah. yo, I've been in the league longer than you. Uh, the, yeah. the issue that I have with Kevin Durant and the LeBron, because you get a lot of comparisons between Katie and LeBron, yeah. is LeBron, you know, he's bringing those chips with him. You know, every team he's left, he's left a chip there. You know what I mean? And exactly. Kevin Durant has brought no chips with him. You know, he came to a team that already had chips when he yeah. went to the Warriors mm-hmm. and the Warriors are playing for a championship just now without you. 
Yeah. So I don't know how great that looks for Kevin Durant, you know? So we got um seven minutes and 30 seconds left. Okay. So we'll go on, we'll we'll wrap up the Kevin Durant and we'll run to the Yankees and get up out of here. All right, no problem. Um, so do you think then with with the KD situation, the no chips, that that hurts his standing a little bit? Because with LeBron, you can play GM because you're bringing championships with KD, not so much. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's all, all this is about a little bit of power and ego. So, okay. you know, every owner in, you know, in sports has their own way of doing things. So mm-hmm. if you're new, like in this case, you know, to Sai, he bought the Nets like, you know, a number of years ago. He's relatively new to the game. Right. And my point is, you know, look, it's it's really messed up that um Kevin Durant is pressing the owner to do something that the owner is not comfortable with doing. But you also need to understand that he's the star player of that team, him and Kyrie Irving. So I would do everything in my power just to, you know, try to appease him. And if he's acting like, you know, a diva of some sort, I would just trade him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, wrap up here with the Yankees. We'll spend a, uh, two or three minutes on this. Mm-hmm. Then the Yankees are making another postseason push as they've done the last 30 years here. Mm-hmm. Great if you're a Yankees fan because yeah. they don't lose. They mm-hmm. don't have losing seasons. Um, and, you, and it's funny, too, because I did a baseball podcast yesterday, and I was talking about how Yankees fans will panic even if they've won 70 games. If they lose two. It's panic in New York as if they you know the team sucks now. And they'll you look at their overall record, they've won like 73 games, 72 games, you know. Um, so w- what do you think about where the Yankees are right now and the Aaron, the Aaron Judge situation too? Like, should they pay Aaron Judge whatever he wants? You let that guy walk. So I wouldn't I witnessed that firsthand because I actually work at for the Yankees as part as a part-time okay. So I said this numerous times on Twitter. This is the part of their schedule that they play down to the competition. Okay. Meaning they should be beating teams that have no business beat like uh, they have no business losing to them. So, for example, we just came on a road trip. We were facing the Mariners, the Cardinals, and the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. The Mariners are currently in a wild card spot. They're the second in the wild card. The Cardinals leave the Central, and the Red Sox are not really really doing well this season. So you have one of the best records in the American League, but you can't beat any of these teams. Right now, we only have eight wins in the second half, which is absolutely a dismal. <laughs> I mean, right now, like, you know, I'm not trying to be like a, a negative Yankee fan, but facts are facts, you know? Yes, that's not great. That's not a great stat. Yeah. Tell you that. So ever since Giancarlo Stanton went down with injury, the offense somehow just disappeared. So, and as far as Aaron Judge right now, I think they should just pay the man after the season because the season he's having right now is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, that price got higher because of this season, man. Yeah, I'll tell you that that price got extremely high after the season. So they should do everything in their power just to sign with that man. But I would say this. The Yankees are going to do well. They're going to get it together soon. I mean, they're the Yankees. I mean, this is something that actually needs to be needed because I'd rather have them, you know, struggle offensively now than in October. Yeah, absolutely, right? You want the team streaking in October, not going the opposite direction. Exactly. So, for me, 
I will have to say this is actually the right time they're doing this. Okay. So they'll get it together. I mean, the pitching has actually been pretty decent recently, but it's just the hitting is not, you know, translating for some reason. So we got three minutes and 25 seconds left. Okay. So uh, I have full full faith that the Yankees will get it together. They always do. They're always there at the end. You don't ever know if they're going to get over that hump, but mm-hmm. at least they're there every year. And, you know, some fan bases – uh, don't even get that. So you're definitely blessed as a Yankees fan to at least have them having a shot at playing in October versus some other teams that just have don't have a prayer. Um, Ken, I really appreciate you taking some time out to come on here. Tell the people where they can find you at. Hey guys, it's Kenneth the Kennedy Sports Guy. So you can find me on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, Instagram at Kenny Sports Guy One, TikTok at Kenny Sports Podcast. In addition, you can find my episodes on Amazon Music. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also, you can check out my website, KenTheSportsGuy.com, Ken with two wins. And, yeah, you can find me there. All right, sounds good, my friend. This is Reggie Johnson, Justin Stats, Eugene Morton. Check us out. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. See you next time.